I knew someone who was due to have an interview the day the cyclone hit. Am I still doing it? I don't know if I'm going to be in the right frame of mind for that. Luckily, they rang her and said, look, we're going to postpone it. We'll let you know. Don't worry about it. There's a few other things going on. All well and good being miners and you get to get out there, but we're also people who have families and so are all the bosses. Hello and welcome to the Beers with a Miner podcast. My name is Mad Mumsy and thank you so much for listening. Each week I share stories about living our mining lifestyle from people who've been working in the industry as well as me, Mad Mumsy, telling it in my mad way. As an operator working in the mines for over 13 years now, I'm asked all the time, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? You must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? This week is a, I'm going to call it a bonus episode. It's an audio blog. It's an interview, I guess, with me (laughs) as you come on a ride with me and some chick called Debbie. Debbie has disrupted many of us in the past two weeks, and yes, she is the cyclone. This is also my one-year anniversary episode, and I didn't really know what I was going to do to celebrate. I was planning on being in Sydney for the Australian Podcast Awards, the first ever Australian Podcast Awards, which I was nominated for, and myself and The Real Miner had tickets booked, and we were heading down on the red carpet. And as you'll hear in this episode, I went from trying to figure out what to wear on the red carpet to, oh my God, is my house going to blow away, and when will we ever get the power back? As I sit here, it's day nine or ten I believe we had no power for eight days and I recorded lots of little snippets over that time you know what else do you do when there's no power other than pick up the microphone and have a chat and share what it's like to go through a cyclone in tropical north Queensland some parts that are related to mining but I thought since it's my one year anniversary I will share it anyway Thank you so much for listening. I won't go on because it's quite a long episode. As usual, thank you so much to bantax.com.au, the taxation company who are helping us miners make sure we use our money wisely. Bantax, B-A-N-T-A-C-S dot com dot A-U. And be sure to tell them Mad Mumsy sent you. So I hope you will allow me this indulgence as I celebrate commiserate and reflect on one year of Beers with a Minor podcast. I hope you enjoy. Thank you. moment, obviously, with their power, a lot of people wondering when this will end. Uh, it's a, a very fluid situation. Wet season, let alone when we've got a Category 4 pushing Category 5. Go outside and do a bit of recording. I've just stepped outside so you can hear the roar. I don't know if you'll be able to pick up the distant roar in amongst the wind. It sounds like there's a train coming. It's nuts. It 
it seriously is. So it is the day after Cyclone Debbie and I'm up here in our little laundry shed where the barbecue is and I'm boiling, reboiling the kettle. We've had our one golden cupper. It was perfect. Took half an hour to boil the boil the billy on the wok burner on the barbecue, but it was well worth it. All right for Mum and Baz, they woke up and I was nearly ready. I'd been out here for half an hour, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, the winds have eased, I would say. Now we're getting thunderstorms, lots of thunder around, and crap load of rain, shitloads of rain even. I emptied the rain gauge. I had 160 mil in it, but obviously that's all it holds. Might need to put another one next to it. That's an in-joke in our family, because that won't work, right? You get it? <laughs> Thanks for that one, Baz. Yeah, I've just got the good old Bunnings umbrella out they are seriously the best umbrella mum is right I think they're about 10 bucks automatic open and big and sturdy I might even try and get home to the river house today because I'm used to rain right we tropical north Queensland pisses down here all the time but they are predicting still rain uh, some winds I got a message from my insurance an alert text message red alert which I've had a few over the last week I might say and it said winds from 70 to 100 kilometres an hour expected in Kalem which is town where I live until Wednesday evening and it's Wednesday morning and it's not really that windy so I don't know if they, they buggered that up or we've still got more to come bloody hell Debbie could you just hurry up already so yeah, we're getting uh, lots of rain, really heavy at times, and lots of thunder. So storms, they're also predicting a few, they're calling them tornadoes. Like, bloody hell, I think we already had a tornado, didn't we? So I'll end this little snippet for the podcast by listening to the sound of rain on the roof. Gotta love living in tropical North Queensland. Kinda. <laughs> well, good on you. The real miner just tried to ring me in the middle of my recording. I had to reject him. I'll ring him back. <laughs> A quick story about him. I'm sure he won't mind me telling you because it's true. But he messaged us yesterday, and the first part of the message was, "There's been a tragedy," or words to that effect. And my heart sank. One of his thongs blew off the veranda. Now, he's further south than us, and they weren't coughing it as much as we were. I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? I'm listening to people. The houses, the roofs are coming off, and, you know, trees have fallen down. Shit's going down. And he lost a thong. Anyway, while we were having our cuppa this morning, he sent another message saying that um, had some house damage. A bit of timber went through one of the walls on the side and a window. That was the bad news. But the good news was he found he found his thong. And we, I, I was, seriously, I was crying and laughing at the same time. Because <laughs> I was having a little Cyclone Debbie on the inside, you know. Like, wee, now we'll go the other way. Psycho bloody real miner. So he's the one down there saying, well, it's not even bad. And he gets 
damage to his house. Oh, but he found his thong. Anyway, I better ring him back. And I've got to get down to Sydney yet. It's Wednesday and I've got to get down there. We're flying down, me and the real miner, on Friday. So we're going via Brisbane, which is supposed to cop all of this. It's heading that way. And then to Sydney for the first ever Australian Podcast Awards. That's why I want to get home. I've got to figure out what I'm wearing. I'm kind of over it. You know, that was the biggest worry I had four days ago was, I really, I don't know what to wear. It's red carpet. What the hell do you wear on a red carpet and everything? And I tried, I've been working out and losing a bit of weight so I can look better in a little black dress or something. (laughs) Not drinking as much and that's all gone. We were eating chocolates and ice cream and beers and wine. We apologise disruption to programming. ABC radio programs will be restored as soon as possible. Any ongoing reception difficulties should be reported to the ABC reception advice line. Transmitters are down for the ABC, which is our emergency channel, and the internet is down for us to listen on the ABC radio app emergency channel. So shit goes to shit when you don't know what's going on. And I feel like I'm friends with that lady and there's also a man that says the same message. Yeah, I might ring reception, but I've got no service to ring reception. It keeps coming and going. I know they're doing their best, but it is a little bit annoying when you cut off like that. The hum after Cyclone Debbie. TC Debbie. We really don't like you anymore, Debbie. Her tail is long. There are storms everywhere. I can hear the hum of a generator of my neighbour because we still have no power, apparently for three to five days. And the other sound in the background is the cicadas. They're going off. We did get a generator generously donated to us today, lent to us, but she's had a few hiccups, so we, we've turned her off. I see lightning in the distance, plenty of storms still yet to go, and it's... Wednesday apparently, Wednesday evening, the night after the cyclone crossed at lunchtime yesterday. And yeah, we're still getting smashed. We kind of feel like we're a little bit in a forgotten pocket, but our area is renowned for that. I even started a Facebook group called The Missing Piece, and that's how it is. But we're we're okay, and... I needed to record the generator and the cicadas. We've also lost a lot of service, but I seem to have five bars now, so whatever Telstra had to do, they've done it. Woohoo! Now for Ergon and the power. <laughs> anyway, I've had a couple of uh, champagnes with my mum. I took a couple of nice photos of that with the awesome lights on the battery powered sensor lights we all need battery powered sensor lights you just walk around and the lights come on automatically like in those flash houses but you can do it with double a batteries that's pretty awesome so i'll be putting some of those on the list for the cyclone pack and also for my house in general just walk around (laughs) and the lights come on automatically just like angels (laughs) 
That noise, my lovely friends, is my very own generator. Well, not mine, lent to me from an, a mate who I used to work with and he even drove with his lovely wife for half an hour to give it to me and I'll never ever ever forget that. So now I have the fridge turned on and I have somewhere to charge things. Uh, we didn't have service for 24 hours or 12 I suppose and now we have service back. I'm hoping to watch my kitchen rules tonight and perhaps the news as well since I can charge my iPad and it's been a huge day. I don't have my microphone, this is a spur of a moment, sitting outside having a beer. I had a nice shower, nice cold shower, and washed my hair. I'd been to the dump three times today, green waste and some of the other crap that we had to throw out from my house and mum and Baz's. And it's, it's just been an amazing day full of angels. This morning I woke up and I, I felt, mm, I don't know, I can't listen. I didn't even turn the radio on today. It's, it keeps you up to date with stuff, but it's just all, it's been, this is day six, really. So it gets a bit too much and I needed to meditate. I needed to listen to my Abraham Hicks, Google it, and get a little bit of a positive vibe back in me. And um, so many, and I felt so good and I came out of that meditation and decided to look for things that make me happy. And I spotted one of my gingers had flowered for the first time, so I took photos of that. And, oh, there goes my neighbours. They've been swimming in the creek, running with the dogs. Awesome. Yes, so then I noticed a couple of other flowers and I, I took photos of them all. Just to make me feel better and it did and I had a one burner on a gas stove so I didn't have to wait an hour for my kettle to boil on the barbecue plate and I put a thing on Facebook asking if anyone had some star pickets and maybe some danger tape like what we have in the mines or you know no go zone or I know something just to delineate up the top of where my big mudslide is because I didn't want anyone driving off the edge and I took I had some stuff to go to the dump so I dragged all that up there this morning to block it off myself and I put photos of that on Facebook within seriously half an hour one of the local young couples who I've never ever met came over with 10 I guess 10 big tall star pickets and 30 metres of uh, fencing wire and they've put up a fence. I helped, but they did most of the work because they knew what to do. <laughs> and because more of the bank might go, it's it's cracking, which in the mines we call slumping. You know, dump short and push and all of that. Watch out for cracks. And we noticed that this morning. So we've taken it a bit longer. And I said I'd just borrow it till I figure out what to do. But I just didn't want anyone accidentally going over there and they said I could have it they didn't want anything for it and I was like oh my god that is awesome that was a great start to the day and then I put a, one post on Facebook big long one updating everyone because 
we had service and I quickly did it and in case service went out again but we've pretty much had it most of the day and my mate said he had a generator if I wanted to come and get it. I was like, oh, yeah, but I'm saving my fuel and I've got to go. This is our last free dump day. And then it's not open again, I believe, until probably Thursday next week. We hadn't done any dump stuff. So I couldn't go into town. And fuel is still a bit of an issue around the traps. So uh, he offered to bring it out. And I said, no, you don't have to. And he did with two cans full of fuel and I've got the generator on and we had a great catch up and had a chat to his wife and everything so that was really good and now I've got the generator humming and I've got my fridge on I don't know how long it takes to cool down but that's right so I just wanted to do a quick update about how happy I am to see especially the young couple and my mate Quirky love you Quirky for bringing out the generator but also for that young couple you know they would have to have been they looked about 12 (laughs) but they're probably late 20s I guess early 30s and they bang within half an hour they were here they didn't live far away we've got this been sitting around this wire and delineators they used it for their dog and they brought it over star pickets not delineators they brought it over whacked her in and um Bob's your uncle and I found some high-vis tape, uh, reflector tape, so I've put that on there. Just need a couple of bits just so no one now drives into the fence. But, um, yeah, so everything's a lot better and I just wanted to do a quick update straight into the iPhone, so hopefully the audio isn't too disgusting. All is well. Love you, angels. And... Thank you, Abraham Hicks, for making me look for the bright, sparkly bits in the day. Now for a word from our sponsor. Welcome Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group to Team Mad Mumsy. Julia is my awesome accountant. She has written two books with financial expert Noel Whitaker and has a passion to help us miners make the most out of our hard-earned cash. Head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners. That's B-A-N-T-A-C-S to download your free miners booklet and a spreadsheet that will help you calculate the weight of your tools you need for your job. Why, you ask? You might be able to hitchhike a ride with them and claim your trips to work. Sounds confusing? Not at all. Just head over to bantax.com.au and let Julia and the team help you out. You will also find loads of free information and advice on property investing if you plan to really do some great things with your money. Again, that's bantax.com.au forward slash miners and tell them Mad Mumsy sent you. Hello again. Here's another update thanks to the delightful Miss Debbie. (laughs) Not what I've heard her called, I might add. Let's intrude beers with a miner style I'm going to crack a can because shit's going down and I'm not happy and I feel torn that I'm not happy because in reality to what is going on with other people who have lost everything my little world this is you know (laughs) I'm upset but it's not the end of the world I haven't lost my house and everything but Because of the cyclone, 
I struggled with the decision and I chose to not fly down to Sydney and strut on the red carpet. It is now... What day is it? Zoe, what day is it? It's Saturday night, the 1st of April. This is the one-year anniversary of the Beers with a Minor podcast and I remember, like yesterday, sitting at my computer here at the River House and I'd done everything I thought I needed to do and my daughter saying, Mum, do it, do it, and this was to submit the podcast to iTunes. I thought I might have done something wrong, like missed something out or I was scared and she said, Mum, just do it because we were going to town and oh oh my god I'm putting myself out there I can't believe I'm doing this I had three episodes ready to go and I did it I pushed submit and then we both screamed and laughed and she gave me a big hug and said come on mum and we we went into town and on the way to it can take apparently up to four days or longer before iTunes decide if you're accepted before I got to town, I kept checking on iTunes and, oh, it, there it was. I was there. I gave up. I thought, don't even bother. But I think I got an email saying, congratulations, your Beers with a Minor podcast has been accepted and here's the link. It is now available on iTunes. And ever since then, it's been a real roller coaster ride, which many of you have been on if you haven't, please head back and listen to some of the older episodes. There's 30-something now. I can't keep up because I was editing other interviews that I haven't shared yet, but that's not happening because we have no power. So anyway, back to the cyclone. I do digress, but happy anniversary to me. So I'm going to have a cheers to myself <laughs> and also to you for coming along the ride whether you've been with me from the start or whether you have just joined me thank you and here's to another year of beers with the minor podcast and who knows many more years let's go a year at a time eh? <laughs> so cyclone update just go back to my elephant here I've been making a few notes as we go along but I just want to share where I'm sitting at the moment and why I chose to pick the microphone up basically because there's nothing else to fucking do I had big plans the podcast awards are on tonight right now and I thought that it was ironic that it was April Fool April Fool's Day I kind of feel like the April Fool right now that I forgot about April Fool's Day they are tweeting that they're on the red carpet and they're live streaming. I've got the link and they've been so supportive of me because they know that I can't come down. Luckily enough, Virgin Airlines are giving us a credit because we can't make it because of the cyclone. And I was surprised because they were the no insurance, you know, this is what you get, no cancellation kind of efforts. And the hotel Ibis that was the, at the airport, because we chose to stay there because we were leaving 9 o'clock tomorrow morning to come back to Brisbane and the real miner was going to go back out to work and I was going to stay and have a lovely week with my other daughter in Brisbane and my grandsons and do a few more interviews and catch up with some peeps. But that's not happening now. I've got no service, which is why I've picked up the microphone. 
Because how can I watch a live stream of the podcast awards if I've got no bloody service? I tried to send a tweet saying I've got, I can't, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch the awards. I can't even send a tweet. I'll have a look. There's just, this shit, there's just no service. We had service all day. Why not tonight? I was looking forward to this. But anyway, I've not been torture now. I just hope that it's a replay. <laughs> And they've been really good. Castaway Awards, hashtag Australia Listens, first Australian podcast awards. They're refunding me our tickets and they're still going to send me my early bird uh, bonuses. I get a an Audio Technica t-shirt, two t-shirts. I'm giving one to Zoe. I'm sure the real miner doesn't want one. You get that. I couldn't make it. Debbie didn't want us to go. You just have to suck it in and... Go with the flow and have another drink. <laughs> it's been an emotional week for a lot of us and um, hearing it all on the radio day after day after day and we haven't seen it on the telly for a while. A couple of days we watched Sunrise that first day. We had service and power in the iPads. Getting around that, Mum Baz have got a generator that finally works. Jenny, take two. That was awesome, and they wanted me to go over there and watch TV and sit in the aircon. <laughs> and I, I said, no, it's all good. I'll be here, over here at the River House, and I want to watch my podcast awards and have a wine. I was even going to dress up. I'm glad I didn't bother with that. I had a shower anyway and got changed. <laughs> We've been doing a big clean-up, and I was outside cooking my barbecue, and I start, and then I remembered... was it about seven o'clock probably that it was the anniversary and I should put a post on my Facebook page Mad Mumsy M-U-M-Z-I-E on the Facebook page and thank everyone for all of your support and thank you again that's when I realized the service has gone to shit and while I was trying to do that I burnt me steak sandwich you get to a point that's all we got left is bread a couple of bits of steak mum bought yesterday Onion, sweet potato, lots of garlic, yum, red wine. And I was going to sit out there and eat it, and then I started hearing noises on the roof off the carport. I thought, oh, what's that? A gum tree branch has landed on there. And then I realised, no, it wouldn't be that, because there's no wind, not a puff of air at all. It kind of sounded like there was a yaoi up there. (laughs) And then I started freaking out, and because... There is a few carpet snakes around here and I think it might have been him, you know, creeping along, doing his creepy thing and I did not want to be out there so I quickly put out my citronella flares, grabbed my shit, came inside and by then I burnt my sandwich. I've eaten half of it. I'm looking, you might hear my head is turning. I'm looking at the half I didn't eat. Food is gold at the moment because we haven't been to the shops and I believe there's not been much stuff at the shops anyway not especially fresh stuff so we'll see how that all plays out so what has happened here is I've got a bit of a mudslide has happened on one of my banks and I put a few photos on Facebook but you can't it doesn't do it justice you know so my daughter and I decided to go down and take some photos of course I had beer in hand and I did a JSA and a slam and take five, whatever you want to call it, and made sure, because it was quite...
quite wet and slippery and I was coming from the bottom so I wasn't, you know, going to fall anyway. It was just a matter of if how far deep my legs were going to go in the mud and I decided a big part of the um, slam was to stay on the hard rocks as much as you could but the rocks were pushing down into the wet. It was, it was funny. So anyway, I got that on video and we got a few pics and then... This helicopter flew over and we've heard lots of helicopters and we, we love that sound because we know that it's emergency workers going to help people. It's the Premier and the Prime Minister. They don't they didn't stop here in our little town, they we're the missing piece. It's also Ergon and Telstra perhaps. I don't know, all sorts of people buzzing around. But Ergon are the ones because up here in our neck of the woods they're the power people. No choice. They are the power people there. You can't go anywhere else unless you get solar, put your batteries in like Mr. T. That's the guy. Hang on, I need a drink. We heard him going, shit, fuck, that's low. That is so low, that helicopter. I said, Zoe, quick, because she was taking photos and videoing, videoing me. I said, let's go. And oh, and because you could see where it was, and it was just because we were down low at the caravan park, and you look up. And then we realised it was landing. Oh, and jokingly, I waved. You know, we wave to them all, as you do, don't you? Do you wave to helicopters? Can they even see you? <laughs> do they care? Like, look at that clown waving. That's funny. So we're waving, going, yay. And I jokingly said to my daughter, oh, it's the Premier. She's come to check on us all. And then it <laughs> bugger me dead, it landed just over the road. So we're running up and Zoe's going, Mum, Mum, it's landing, it's landing on video, video. <laughs> so we ran up and we videoed and it landed and out came a little yellow man and a yellow is good, that's Ergon, energy people. So he came over and he was checking a power pole and he went back and he got back in his helicopter and then they, and we're filming all this, and then he, he uh, lifted up in the helicopter and we could see that they were all yellow there was about, um, surely only four, but it looked like about six. Like The cab was full of yellow, so it was more than just him and the pilot. And then they flew, and they kind of headed up the Bruce Highway a little bit. Not far, not far at all, like they went, whoosh, and then they turned around. And then they flew over us, and we were waving, we were going, oh, they're flying over us, and then they went the other way, and... Oh, it was so exciting. I was puffed as it much because we ran so fast. So that was exciting. And then we've heard a few things about the power. Remember, this is Saturday, so it's, we lost it at 4.20 Monday morning. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So this is day six with no power. And I went to get ice today. Oh, we've heard a few things. And there, well, we heard three to five days originally. Then we heard two to three weeks. Then this morning I heard that was pretty hard word, you know, trusted source and all that, that it was uh, three weeks. I'm like, fuck me, Dad, three weeks, no power? That's that's bullshit. Then I needed ice, so I went up to our little shop and something told me to go to the pub. And it's, <laughs> you might think, oh, of course it did. Of course it did, Mad Mumsy. Well, it, it did, you know, and I haven't been up there at all. I think I called up there just before the cyclone, but I haven't been back because we've been busy and, you know. So anyway, I went in and bugger me dead, there was an Ergon guy there. 
and he was talking to the locals and filling everyone in. And last night they got a generator in the main street of our town and that's powered up from the pub to the police station. So, you know, the priority positions, but not us. And we could see it over the river. You can see the lights, which was nice to know that it's getting closer to us, but it's not us, right? So, but apparently the generator keeps cutting out and it's playing havoc at the pub because they've got to reset. You can imagine they've got to reset their computers, TAB and um, everything. It was just, anyway, the publican was getting a bit cranky in a in a nice way, if you know what I mean. He was frustrated is probably the word I'm searching for. It seemed to me they said Thursday. So I came in at the end of the conversation there. Uh, so is it this Thursday he, or Thursday? He said, yeah. I'm like, oh, God, that's good. And he looked at me surprised because it's still five more days. Another, you know, basically what we've just done again. But I said, well, I just heard three weeks about an hour ago. So <laughs> uh, Thursday sounds great to me. I also asked him if that meant my little part of our town as well over the river. He said, yes, this whole area. If you live in our area, the they said that, or if you're an Ergon customer, if you go to their website and you go to outages and then you somehow I can't remember you put in your postcode and it will tell you yes we know you have outages and it'll give you approximate time of when it will be back on and he said that is really reliable because the little yellow people the little ergon fellas and girls I'm sure they've got plenty of girls working for hopefully ergon what's your target 2020 20 by 2020 hang on need a drink Yes, they're all, he said they're out there in the field and they're checking the lines and they know this bit's good and they know that bit's good and so they've got the heavy duty like iPad cases and all that. They're out there punching stuff in and he said it's real time and it's what he relies on. I thought that was pretty cool and I I jokingly, well not jokingly actually, I was quite serious but it was funny, I said, so not like the road conditions updates. He said, no, this is, you can, you know, it, it's very reliable. So we're hopeful for Thursday. And so anyway, I thought I would take the opportunity to run through some of the notes that I've made. Well, call this a podcast. Put all of this together. I think it will be valuable. I've had some... I'm pretty sure it's in the notes here. Uh, yeah, mining, different um, different situations. Some people have been allowed home, some haven't. When do you go back? I'm actually on holidays, remember, because I'm meant to be in Sydney, so I don't have to worry about going back or not going back because I'm on holidays. Yay, happy holidays. Anyway, I'll have a... Have a bit of a chat about some of these notes they're probably a little bit all over the place and out of order but that's what cyclones do to you they make your mind go like mad woman shit really and it seems to be that most people are just tired you know the lady up our local shop I asked her today I said how are you you know how you going you okay she said yeah I'm okay I said no you you the person how are you handling how are you holding up and she just took a big deep breath and looked at me and she said, oh, you know what, I'm just so tired. 
And I can imagine, like, you've got a shop with all that stock that you're trying to keep going and keep fresh and not going off and all of that and generators. Are we getting generators? Is it enough? And, you know, all of that. Plus their own house. How's all that going? And staff and stuff. She also said to me today that she finds it a bit frustrating because everyone's asking her, oh, we can't get fuel. Where, you know, where do we go? What do we do? This, that, and because fuel has been a big issue here, which is why I haven't gone anywhere. Because I don't know when we can get fuel or when you can, and then you're hearing about it being so ridiculously expensive, and then that's not true. And they had fuel, and now they haven't, and there's no power at Mackay Harbour to get the fuel off the ships or out of the ground or whatever it is. And oh, so all of that goes on. I, I just said to her, well, just. Tell them, look, you know what, the last I heard was this, but it's changing all the time. But you could try here or you could try there because, you know, she's not got the be-all and end-all answer. No one has because it is changing. It depends. You know, there's big lineups at all the service stations and stuff, so she was tired and I know mum's been really tired. And I, it hit me a little bit this afternoon and then now... I'm a bit tired and frustrated because I can't, you know, get what I want. The red carpet tweets and the live streaming of the awards, big bloody deal, you know. I've got my house and everything, so suck it up, princess. Anyway, I was going to go through the notes. Here they are. Better have another drink. See, <laughs> lucky there's still plenty of beer available. Us Queenslanders know what the priorities are. And I shouldn't say that because I've been really good. I've been getting off the grog a bit lately and meditating and, you know, doing all, all the good things to make your life the reality that you want it to be and then you're sitting back <laughs> drinking beer, red wine, eating chocolates and ice cream over at Mum's for three days. <laughs> anyway, on to these notes. Right, so financial help. They've been advertising. Oh, I got a message. It's a real minor. Oh, full service. Oh, i got to go. Oh, my God, I'm going to go. Oh, no, I can't believe I'm recording when this is happening. Oh, I've just got four bars. Quick, i got to go to YouTube. Oh, everyone's messaging me. That's my quack. I'll get back to these notes. Quick, live stream. Oh, my God, now I'm lost. <laughs> Cheers, oh God, now I do need a drink. Okay, love you, see you, bye. Okay, so that was pretty short-lived, maybe five, ten minutes of full service. I had a quick hello to the real miner and said, hey, yay, service. But it's in and out, and then my dad messaged me to say the Brisbane Lions had hit the front in the last quarter. And I didn't answer him back yet. And then I quickly got onto the live stream. The live stream had finished or the, it had, I don't know. Anyway, I found a video and it was at the awards. And I saw a few tweets that said some of the winners' names in some of the categories. They had the music and they had the picture of the stand. And then I fast forwarded the video and I could see two people, like two different presenters. So I went back, and then it was just the music, you know, waiting, waiting, and and then um, 
I was all, I thought, no, that's right, I'll leave it to just the music and I'll I'll be with the build-up of what we would have been through standing there waiting for it all to start. And then it went back to no service. I'm like, no. But now I know it's an actual YouTube video. I think it looked like it went for an hour and 44 minutes. It's happening, it's unfolding now as we speak. And after speaking with you, I feel so much better about it. I'm still having a Cyclone Debbie on the inside, you know, disappointed, sad, pissed off, fucking angry, but also knowing I'm way ahead of, not ahead, um, wrong choice, reframe. Thank you, Dione. Hard hat mentor. Um, I'm feeling blessed of the position that I am in compared to so many others who are so much worse. So, last I knew, (laughs) we were back at the notes and we were talking about the money that was going to be promised um, for uh, cyclone relief, disaster relief. Last time when we had a Louis, I think we got some, a couple of hundred each or something. Um, and they've been advertising $180 per person. I think it's 900 per family of five. And uh, they've been promoting the number, and I kept saying, write the number down. And uh, one of the locals here rang up today, and apparently our area doesn't qualify. So that sucks, big time. I don't know which areas do. Maybe just the ones where it crossed, I guess. That would have to be Alley Beach, Bowen, Prospine, Collinsville perhaps, like all through there. And we're just 50 50 Ks, I think. Mm. Yeah, just South Prossy. But we don't don't, uh, come into the zone. So I won't be getting that money. That would have been handy. See, because you spend money that you didn't plan and also... We've thrown out all the food that we had. Oh, I just about throw up, threw up cleaning out my freezer today because the um, I'd taken the food out and put up in the bin and all the maggots had come out and, oh, look, it's gross because it's so hot. I won't go into that. You might be eating your dinner or your breakfast or something. But um, the water, it defrosted, which is good. You know, your fridges need defrosting. But we don't need a cyclone to make it happen. The one in my rooming out at uh, camp will have defrosted. So God knows what food was in there. <gasps> hadn't thought of that. I hope they checked that when they cleaned it. Surely they wouldn't just leave it, all the water from your fridge all over the floor, would they? I guess I'll find out when I go back in, what, 10 days. Um, so <clears throat> I'd have, I know I'd had a bag full of prawn shells because that's what you do oh excuse me that's what i've been educated to do oh i need a drink that's it edit all the drink no leave well what else am i meant to do nothing else to do there's nothing else to do except to talk to you and have a beer and probably go to sleep and stay inside because i think that big snake is out there the prawns you leave in your freezer the shells and mud crab shells and all that, if you're lucky enough to get a mud crab. There's heaps of them around here. If you go out fishing, I don't do that. It's not my thing. I'll wait till someone brings me one. Oh, gee, thanks. 
So anyway, you put your stinky stuff in your freezer, right? Doesn't have to be prawns or mud crabs. But you, and then, if you remember, you put them out on bin day. Well, our bin day was Monday. And the cyclone crossed Monday. Or did it cross Tuesday? It was coming Monday, I think. And it crossed Tuesday, that's right. Because we heard on Monday, bins won't be taken. So I brought my bins back in. And then we heard... Oh, yeah, they said bring your bins in because in a cyclone they can cause havoc. And if they're empty, they cause more havoc, which I hadn't thought of, right? You can imagine all the wheelie bins flying everywhere and they're like torpedo coming through your window or your roof or something. So they suggest filling them up with water. How clever is that? Fill it up with water. So you might have water, not that you'd use it, but it might be right to flush the toilet, I suppose, if you run out of water. So... I've ended up bringing them in and putting them inside my shed and telling myself, make sure you get those suckers out as soon as you can because they're going to be stinky. Two, one was recycling, obviously, and the other one, the rubbish. So I did remember that when I came back the next second, two days after, and it was a bit rank, but you get that. They're still out there. They haven't been emptied. I put some more rubbish in there today and, oh, So with the freezer, back to the freezer, this is a beer fridge downstairs and the freezer doesn't have much in, a few dog bones for my daughter's dog and a um, bag of ice perhaps and, uh, yeah, stuff for, the, stuff for the bin. And it had melt, melted and, anyway, so just the water was left and it stunk and it, it was gross, so... I cleaned that up today and it was like, oh, (laughs) yuck. And people are going through that sort of stuff, but way worse, you know, that's just not much. So back to where this started from is the financial help. And it's meant to be to help you if you've lost food. When it was a Louis, it was if your power had gone off, you got your money. You got the money, I think, because they knew that you... um, had lost food and and all of that and you know that it is there is extra money i mean if i get that 180 that is certainly will help but you know the governments are all broke right i don't know i'm spending money i wouldn't spend i'm on holidays i'm a contractor so i'm not getting paid and i've chosen oh i got service hang on still saying no service on no sos oh you know what? <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, that message that I just got was a message that said, message failed to send. I wonder which one it was. Oh, I hope it wasn't the one to the real miner because he'll just think I'm ignoring him. Oh, no, he got the one that said, yay, service, and then he didn't get the one that said, being shit in and out miss you oh, i miss you my real miner anyway anywho so we found out today that we're not in the area to get the money and you buy things like batteries ice four dollars fifty a bag at the minute you know i don't usually buy two to three bags of ice a day because it's been so hot too you know and humid and it's melting in my bloody good esky so-called one of those proper eskies it was leaking out of the bung hole the (laughs) bung hole leaking out of the drain hole bit 
and um, we put it up on bricks when I bought it over here from Mum Baz's and uh, it clearly is leaking more than out of there. So I got my other esky and put it in that, but that was three bags yesterday that just gone. And we only got another five days of that to go. And um, there was a thing on Facebook today. I'm yet to confirm if it's true or not. So I won't mention the company, the business house, shall we say, uh, that that did it. But if it's true, I will never, ever go there again, ever. And neither will most of the people who live in our area. You know, you get those bags of um, or packs of water and they're just a little little bottle, you know, and you get, say, 24 pack and they're usually about six, seven bucks. They sell them at, um, in the supermarket and service stations. Uh, Dan Murphy's up here selling them as well. It's six, seven bucks. And there was a sign on there that said $44. $44. I mean, that better be a fucking April Fool's joke. But they they named and shamed the business, so I don't think that it was. And you can't you can't do that. You get forty four dollars. Fuck off. This is explicit, and I'm going to swear about that. So if you're paying forty four dollars for a few bottles of water, you get that hundred and eighty bucks is going to go a long way. And there's a shitload of us that haven't been able to go to work. So okay, I'm on holidays, but even if I was working, I would only have driven out today to go to work, so I would have lost a few days anyway. And contractors, we don't get paid unless we're there, and there's a hell of a lot of those up here at the moment. The range, the Eaton range, where we all have to drive over, has had a big massive uh, mudslide, and they said that it might be closed for a week, but they opened it yesterday afternoon, and they're doing big... I was going to say renovations, that's not the right word. Um, They're doing up the range anyway and duplicating it and uh, they're basically running like a little mini mine site. They've got little moxies and diggers and so we were thinking it shouldn't take them long really to clean it up because they've got all the machinery is already up and down the hill. You know, they're doing blasting and everything so they're, they're cutting through this range which is... It's cool in the V8 to burn up there, but not when you get around the corner and then there's a, a truck going, you know, six kilometres an hour. You've got to be aware of that if you're going up the Eaton Range. Hang on, Nidri. So, like I say, these are all a bit out of order. We burnt off some of the gum tree branches that fell down. The gum trees are now officially the tree that keeps giving <laughs> because so much, so... God, so much of it fell down, so much, many of it, oh, that's not right, but a lot of branches fell down and bits of branches and tips of branches and bark and, and when I, but when I first come over, I thought, oh, there's only a few big bits, it won't take us long to pick them up. Well, you pick that big bit up and then they just kept, we just kept finding more and more. So we've got all these piles everywhere. And then the next day we came back and they'd all started to die. And we were going to do the, because all of the dumps here are having 
free green waste and the dumps are opening a lot longer or they're transfer stations now. Our transfer station is usually only open from 12.30 till 5, four days a week, but it's open from 9 till 5 all this week and it's free to dump, dump off your green waste. So the stuff up the front of the property, we're going to get a trailer tomorrow. Oh, no rest for the wicked. And take that to the dump. But the stuff all down here by the house, I thought, well, we've got no power, so we might as well hang out outside, we'll have a few beers, and we'll have a fire. Well, we're sitting out there, and we're, <laughs> we're having a bit of a show getting it going, or getting it to keep going. And they're gum leaves, and they're dried. Well, dry, fairly dry. But what was happening was, because it was so freaking humid, there was a really heavy dew. It was on all the glass tables and everything. And we haven't had a dew, I don't know, forever, it feels like. And it did get cold in the early hours of the morning and we had to pull the quilt up. And because my daughter stayed over and, you know, she stayed with me, so that was nice. And we were both freezing because we, we had the windows open because, you know, no power, no fans or anything. So anyway, I don't know if that affected the dew point, but it it was a bit hard to keep them uh, keep them firing up. Um, I've written here about the podcast awards. Well, I've probably spoken enough about that on this little part of our episode. The sun was out Thursday morning. Oh, hot, steamy, and no fans. Oh wow, it was steamy as it was stinking hot high humidity which is usual after a cyclone but usually it's the next day right so wow 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 cyclone coming oh everyone get prepared here it comes where's it gonna hit it's gonna go up there down there oh no it actually hit here blew through overnight now it's gone inland and now it's a rain depression and the sun comes out we all do a clean up power back on might take a week or whatever but debbie was so slow and she just sat and sat and sat and then followed up with these uh, massive thunderstorms that we got. They were crazier in my area than the actual cyclone and coming from the other direction. So um, the humidity and the heat and the sun and we were... (laughs) That's why I wrote this down. We were watching something on TV. Oh, My Kitchen Rules... I think on the iPad. We charged up one iPad and decided we'd save it up to watch My Kitchen Rules live streaming thanks to the i7, what is it, Plus 7 app. Thank you, Channel 7, for that. It works when you've got internet service. Let me check. No, still haven't got any bugger. Um, so I got a bit of cardboard and was, I think Barry started it actually, and waving it and just that little bit of waft of air you know was was beautiful and then mum said what about if we try the generator I know it kicks in and out but maybe it'll be enough to run the fan for a minute and it did and it was hilarious you know it was on and off and up and down like a bride's nighty but oh it was so hot and then yesterday was hot again and we had the big uh, a bit of a clean up and then to wake up in the night or early hours of the morning, cold, was was crazy, you know. And it's autumn, it's the 1st of April today, and this is what it's meant to be like. So here's a couple of um, things that I wrote down that were happening at the time 
pretty much the um, the day that it crossed because remember they were expecting it to cross around 10 o'clock in the morning which was at our high tide so all hell broke loose and they evacuated 25,000 people from Mackay well were advised to evacuate evacuate but it turned out she didn't cross until around lunchtime so the tide had passed so the tidal surge wasn't as bad which is a good thing, right? But the bureaucrat, try saying that after five beers, <laughs> the councillors and the government peeps are arguing, one in particular, but anyway, I won't go into that. What if they hadn't have told everyone to evacuate and she did cross at 10 o'clock and all the houses went under? Why weren't they told to evacuate? So, you know. I err on the side of caution and that's what they say prepare for the worst and hope for the best like Townsville they prepared for the worst and got pretty much nothing from what I hear good on you Townsville there was a reporter from Sunrise and she was at one of the um, units in at the Mackay Harbour and she was filming all the boats and you know it's coming and it's windy and the waves are coming over the breakwater and all this sort of stuff. And we watched them uh, over the last, I've, I've got to say, it took them a couple of years to fix that breakwater wall. They've raised it, we found out during the uh, last couple of days, I believe two metres, but they also made it thicker and repaired what went down in one of the other cyclones. I can't remember which one smashed that. And... They were bringing it in B-doubles, I think they're called, trucks. And there was, they were big, pretty big rocks. But there was like two rocks in each um, tray sort of thing. Um, what are they called? Ca- you know, in the carriage? No, it's not carriage, that's train. <sighs> tray. What do you, trailer, each trailer. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, when you when you jackknife, what do you jack? You jackknife your trailer in a like in a council truck sort of size, and we were sitting there because down by the harbour there, there's some nice places to go and have have a drink and have some fish and chips or have lunch. There's a few places along there, and then you could see these trucks come along, and then you could hear them tip these rocks off, and it, it was quite a noisy show there for a while, and we were laughing because we're like, oh. A couple of 793s or a couple of 797 trucks would finish that off in a day or so, you know, but it took them a couple of years because they could only do a couple of rocks at a time. It was quite funny. But it's all relative, I suppose. So they were, it was still breaking over that, but it did protect the harbour a lot more. So I guess that's kind of a win. So then I've written down here a couple of notes about the eye of the storm. So Winds were coming from the south, and you could see them. I've got three palm uh, palm trees at the back in the neighbour's place, and that's how you can fully tell where the winds are. And my daughter down in Brisbane actually said, "Mum, send me pictures of the palm trees because she she <laughs> she could relate to how windy it was by what those trees are doing and what direction they were." And Baz kept saying, "When the eye crosses and it." Then it goes up there and then because the, it's gone over there and then the wind changes and I was just like uh, glazing over. But I knew that the wind changed, right? Anyway, later on when we got our storms back, 
Um, we didn't get an eye, a calm bit, what do you call it? You know, like the actual eye, because we were just on the edge of it the whole time. But we definitely got a wind direction change, total opposite, absolute total opposite. Those palms were blowing the other way, totally. Uh, still no service, by the way. Anywho, um, so it, the winds came totally the other way, and it kind of because across the road from uh, my mum's place is uh, sugarcane, and the sugarcane was getting smashed from the south. It was nearly flat, and then it kind of in the respite sit up a little bit, and then it go in the wind, it go flat again, and then. When the wind changed, it kind of pushed it all back up. It was pretty cool. Like, oh, it'll be all right, but I don't know what the roots are going to be like, you know, and all the all the wet. So the wind definitely did change direction. And then we got really, really big, severe thunderstorms is what we got next, and that was crazy. I think I spoke about that in one of the other posts. And um, it was worse than what we got south or north, you know, like once the wind changed. And that was after the cyclone had gone. It was a Category 3 and was probably at Prospine heading to Collinsville by then. And that's when we got smashed the worst, which is crazy. You know, we thought that it was pretty much over. They got the power back on yet, you know. (laughs) So that was insane. And a lot of people sustained damage then. And I'm pretty sure that's when stuff changed over at the River House because I went over and I had a look the day before when it was all coming from the south and um, I had a really big, massive gum tree, which is why I didn't stay there because I've got gum trees and, as I said, they're the tree that keep on giving. And it had snapped off three-quarters of the way up and it was a, it's a big tree. I'll, leave, I'll put photos in the show notes episode, whatever it is, I don't know. So... It fell down. Luckily, it fell towards the creek, not towards the house. Uh, and there's quite a few of the trees snapped at about three-quarter level up and fell down big branches and then that knocked another one, you know, and stuff like that. Whereas when we had Cyclone Louis, most of the trees just fell out of the ground because we'd had that much water and rain. The root systems couldn't hack a little bit of a, well, even though it was a Cat 3, they couldn't handle it. Whereas here, this time we hadn't had as much rain, um, really until after we got most of our rain. I I still can't believe that it snapped that tree where it did, you know. So, yeah, it, it was roaring and there were a lot of gum trees, branches and stuff all around my house. At, that had hit the house and the roof bounced off and stuff. So if I was here where I am now, I would have been absolutely crapping myself. I was scared of a noise on the roof this night. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. that of thinking it might be a snake. Another mate of ours who I've worked with in the past, he lives at the beach near us. And he said, because we're about... On oh, 11Ks, I think, from the beach. So we're just off the coast. And he, he was putting pictures on Facebook that he was staying, he was going to hunker down, and it was already, you know, really windy. And this is the day, Monday it must have been, before it crossed. And everyone was going, you're crazy. He had another house inland. 
you should go back there and blah, 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 oh, I'm going to tough it out. And he put on a bit later that, because we had service in, he put on a bit later that, um, oh, he was back in his other house. He got evicted. Five cops came and told him he had to get out because they had to evacuate. So um, at least we all knew he was safe. And then when the cyclone went through, at his other house got smashed as well. So it didn't matter where you went, really, because it could have hit anywhere. When it was coming down the night um, before it crossed, I mean, originally it was heading for Townsville, and then it went a bit further south, and it was going to be just south of Townsville, and then it was between Townsville and Air. And then air were going to cop it, poor air, they were going to get smashed. And then it just kept going a little bit more south every time there was an update every few hours. And then once they get to a certain stage, um, the Bureau of Meteorology, the BOM, they will put out the alerts every one hour. And every time it was getting a little bit further south and so it was uh, Bowen was going to cop it. And then it was south of Bowen, and obviously the further south it was getting is closer to where we were. And the other thing is when a cyclone comes, you get more damage and ferocious winds and everything uh, on the southern side than on the northern side. So every time she inched, crept south was getting scarier for us. And so by the end of the night, after a few beers, it wasn't she was heading south. She was getting souther. Oh, she's going souther. She's going. And it was weird because if you have a look at the track, which um, I'll leave a whole heap of stuff on the show notes of this. Yeah, it, it, it'd go north, norther a little bit and then souther. And, oh, God, we didn't know. And then she ended up crossing at Early Beach, copped the worst straight in the middle and straight through um, uh, the islands, Hamilton Island, Daydream Island. And a lot of tourists were stuck out there and eventually they got off and all of that. So it was all drama, 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 obviously. A few different options I heard for people working in the mines. You could come home if you wanted to a couple of days before, if you felt like you needed to be home. Another mine... You had to ask if you wanted to go home and they'd put you on a list and then when it got closer, you'd be one of the ones who were allowed to go home. Another one, they wanted your partner to contact the supervisor to say they wanted you to go home. What? Others had no option at all and they're still out. They were still out there until the other, you know, like yesterday. So they basically, I don't know if they got overtime, went to work or... I doubt it because it went inland so much. So the mines would just be smashed. So many of them still aren't going, quite a few. I also heard bosses were being flown to work. But you just don't know, should you go, shouldn't you go, and just don't risk it to get the biscuit, as they say, or like they say here, if it's flooded, forget it. And then, well, with the Eaton Range mudslide, that that's peaked down the highway. No one's getting in and out of there. And you couldn't get through north because the roads were shut. So, you know, just stay home and have another beer. I'm on holiday, so remember. So it's all good. 
Um, some of them, I was getting messages that bosses were having a phone hookup to see when the mine was being opened again. Personally, I had quite good contact from a guy on our crew who was keeping us all updated with what was going on. And also as a contractor, I was getting messages from the company I work with and also from the mine. So I was pretty well in the loop, even though it didn't affect me because I'm on holidays. But I went up the pub this afternoon and caught up with a few locals and one of the guys there was wondering, like he's meant to be out there, but he hadn't heard and he wasn't sure when they were going back. He hadn't, he'd heard once a couple of days ago he heard something, but he didn't really know. All well and good being miners and you get to get out there, but we're also people who have families and so are all the bosses, you know. I knew someone who was due to have an interview the day the cyclone hit. Am I still doing it? I don't know if I'm going to be in the right frame of mind for that. And luckily, they rang her and said, look, we're going to postpone it. We'll let you know. There's, it, you know, don't worry about it. There's a few other things going on. So, yeah, uh, hopefully next week um, that will happen for that young lady. So um, a couple of other funny things that happened. My mum has one of those awesome recliner chairs that is electric. Can you imagine what happened? Yep, she got stuck in it a couple of times <laughs> because... <laughs> You put the you put the legs up. You can't put them down. And this happened last week. We lost power as well. Just you know, randomly lost power. I don't know why. And my daughter lives near there, so she went over and helped her out of the chair. But it wasn't easy because my mum's you know not real flash. A few things going on. Love you, mum. I'd stayed awake listening to the ABC on the battery powered radio into the evening. And I probably got to sleep about half past twelve, one I reckon. And then at half past three, mum come in and went, "Are you awake?" Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Cyclone. Yep, I'm awake. So I got up and I said to her, "Oh, I might boil the kettle before we lose power." She said, "What a brilliant idea!" So I boiled the kettle, and in hindsight, it was the one of the best ideas of the week. So I boiled the kettle. Um, we sat down in the lounge and it was hot. She said, oh, should we put the fan on? Yeah, right, the ceiling fan. So turn the ceiling fan on, pfft, power went out. Yeah, so mum thought that I was plugging in the in the fan made the power trip. And I said, oh, I doubt it, mum. Might be the cyclone. And I had a look outside and no one had power. Then we realised she was stuck in the bloody chair again. We had a bit of a laugh. We had two coffees because the jug was still warm, the kettle and then um, we had to get her out, which was a mission. But we did. Baz slept through the whole thing in the, the night. It hadn't crossed yet. It didn't cross till lunchtime, remember. But that night, we still had power. So we were watching the telly. They have um, the cyclone alert or emergency alert alarm comes on. And they have it on the radio and that as well. And But the TV one is really loud. It's much louder than whatever you're watching. So to get your attention, and it goes, I'll move the microphone away so I don't scare you. And it goes, emergency warning, da-da-da, cyclone this, alert, blah-blah, or storms, or severe flooding, or whatever it is. But it's this really loud noise. 
And he slept through the whole thing. And I, I was on the road. Yeah, and I was, later on when we lost power, it was on my radio and I was turning it down, but she's a bit dodgy and the volume button doesn't work. And mum said, don't worry about it. He's not going to wake up. Look at him. And he didn't. My daughter's partner and his brother-in-law rocked up the next day after the cyclone, I think. I can't remember. They are all blending into one. But they brought us a couple of bags of ice, which was, oh, heaven, because we didn't know if anyone had ice or not. And then they came back with a generator. And, oh, they were like the Kalen angels, you know. They were out there in the rain and helping people. It was so nice. Um, even though it ended up being a bit dodgy, that generator, as I spoke about before, cutting in and out, the thought was there. And there was so many people helping everyone else. And then today... They came back with another generator that works. It's good to see the spirit of people really shining through, people helping each other, and it's really good, and that's how it should be. Sadly, there's been the opposite of that. There'd been a little bit of looting, and I heard a guy on the ABC call up, and he had his car running, or he had the keys in the car so he could listen to the radio alerts, and someone came and bloody stole his car. Like, what the fuck? In the height of the cyclone, you know? And I've I've thought about that as I've had my car running, charging my phones on the car charger. Because I don't trust my car just to have it clicked on. I've had a few battery issues. So I've started it up each time to charge. You know, there's assholes out there, opportunistic. And then the other thing is people start to get desperate as well. I remember in Louis there were generators that started going missing and things like that. So, you know, their family hasn't got one and other people have and they're not cheap. They're, I think you can get one for about 800 bucks now, but you're looking at a couple of grand for a good one. So you don't want it going missing. I'm choosing to focus on the good people that are out there helping each other. That'll keep going because it's the Queensland spirit. It's the Australian spirit. And hopefully it's a worldwide spirit as well, you know. The other thing, I might just say this before I close off on this one, and because uh, it's the end of my notes, that's why. But mum has a cockatiel, you know, a birdie, and it did not make a sound for three days. In his cage inside and just sat there. He usually makes a few noises, has a bit of it. He doesn't really talk as such, but he... Has a bit of a Twitter, makes some, makes some pretty cool noises. Nothing. Like, what is going on with the bird? And we thought, other than us being more in his area, because we bought the outside tables off the veranda and put them in the tropical room at the front there, and that's where we sat and watched the view of all the wind. But we were back in, you know, well, that's normally where the bird is, so he had to move over the other side of the room a bit. And all his birdie friends were gone and he wasn't outside and he knew shit was going on with the weather as well, we reckon. Just didn't say anything. And then once it cleared up, that was it. He was off. It was like he had lost time to make up for. I should have recorded that, actually. But right now, as we speak, it is Saturday evening at 20 to 10 and the podcast awards are probably over. Got no service. Can't even message anyone. Can't check Facebook. Can't put my post on about my one-year anniversary. 
happy anniversary to me. <laughs> and, you know, the other thing that has been a little bit of talk of the town today is that some US Navy website or someone or other reckons that within about three, two weeks, uh, we might have another cyclone heading our way. And at that stage, we'd heard that we wouldn't have power for three weeks. We jokingly said, oh, well, we'll be well set up by then. We, who needs power? We don't need ergon. Oh, my God. No, but the, la- the last thing any of us needs is another bloody cyclone. That's enough now. Okay. We haven't had many this year. This is our only one, I think, for Queensland. And very late in the season, end of March, April, but it's also still cyclone season. I'll stop talking, Leanne. Well, you lot are the only ones listening. I can't talk to anyone else. So today we headed into the big smoke all the way to Mackay for a few supplies and also to go to the um, hub spot, I think they were calling them, for our emergency funding. We've heard there was one for $180 per person and also another for $150, one from state government, one from local government. I know we pay something in our rates uh, for stuff like that. So anyway, I like to talk to a person so I said to my daughter no we'll go and we'll go to the place and we'll you know talk to people and it'll be all good we walked in after getting a park and I knew we were in trouble after we saw the line what's the word the unavailability of car parking spaces around the Mackay Entertainment Centre or Convention Centre the Mech we walked in I said oh there it is there's the line and we walked and we walked in the opposite direction, obviously. And all you could see all these people looking at you going, ha, do you know how long you're going to wait? We got all the way to the end and we stood there and we had no water or anything. And I said to my daughter, we'll be right, we can hack it. And as long as a line moves forward, and it did, a couple of times it moved, but it might have just been people scrunch, scrunching up. Anyway, after about five minutes, some emergency response looking people came through and said you know you can do this online but I'd also heard that people who were doing it online got stuck or got rejected and then you submit it and what do you ever get your money some people do the lady said she put hers in yesterday and she got it already and that there was an estimated wait time of three to four hours three to four hours so we went, yeah, no, nah, we'll be well thirsty by then. No water. I mean, not. I'm not talking beer. This was in the morning. So we chose to leave. We went shopping, got a few things. There were quite a few items were missing in the supermarket. I noticed sausages, obviously, were a popular choice. They were, there weren't many of those. We went into a news agency to check my lotto from a couple of weeks ago there was an old fella in there and he was talking to the young guy and he was telling his cyclone story and he really really you could tell he just wanted to talk to someone and so we just hung back and waited and it was good and then I saw the little you know the little thing where you can check your lotto with the barcode as usual it come up non-winning entry and so screwed that up put that in the bin put the next one in 
And it said, congratulations, you're a winner, see the attendant. I was so excited. Anyway, I was that excited, I started crying. It was $34. It was nice to win some money, but the emotion that came through, and I'm standing there crying, my daughter's laughing and hugging me, oh, mummy. And then I was laughing at myself, like, oh, you dickhead, you're crying, you won You won $34. And anyway, old mate, the old fellow, he left, but by then the young fellow realised what was going on and I said, I believe I'm a winner. <laughs> and he said, would you like the cash for that? I was like, yes. I said, thank you. And I said, have a nice, great day. And he, he said, you too. And then as we, we left, he, he said, would you like a tissue? Well, oh my God. I said, oh, okay, that's probably a good idea because I was just... <laughs> Oh, you know, <laughs> wiping my eyes in the aisles. There was no one else in there. It was only a small little tobacconist. And we got to, I got my tissue, had a bit of a wipe. We were having a bit of a laugh. I'm about to go into the big shopping centre there, Caneland. And I said to my daughter, stop, hang on, I'm not finished yet. And I had a good cry. <laughs> and not a, you know, great cry, but... A little bit more of a guy. And then we had a laugh and then I used the tissue a bit more. I could do with one now. <laughs> Thinking about it. But it just... Oh, I, I tell you that story just to say how much emotion is built up. I think I need a drink after remembering that story. I forgot how freaked out I was. And how freaked out I was at how freaked I was. If that makes sense. But it made me realise also... We've been through fuck all compared to so many other people. You kind of beat yourself up a little bit for feeling so weird and emotional about the what we've been through when so many people have been through worse. But and that's got a lot to do with why I'm sharing this episode and to help me. This is my therapy. <laughs> So we came home, for, oh, we did a couple of things, got some more beer, I do believe, perhaps some uh, clean skin wines, you know, cheap ones, four bucks a bottle. And we came home and there were Ergon trucks all out the front of my house. Oh my God, I was so excited. Ergon being the only electricity provider that we have. And we came, we drove in and it was beer o'clock for us, but I said to my daughter, we're not taking a beer up there because it's hot and, you know, that would just be nasty going, woo, how you doing? Got the power on yet? We're having a beer. So we had a bit of a chat and they, at that stage, we'd heard, this was Monday and we'd heard we were getting our power back on Thursday. And I said that to one of them and he said, don't know about your chances of that because they'd had trucks getting bogged and there were poles that were bent over they were trying to stand up but the trucks kept getting bogged and then another one said but we are hopeful if we get this one sorted out you might get it today we're like what even no way so I handed my phone to my daughter and asked her to take a photo and I got the guys on there come on Come on in, let's have a selfie. So I'll add that to the show notes, which can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash beers 
one year, I believe it's going to be. Beers one year, the number one. So I've got I've got a photo with these fellas and, you know, we all had a bit of a laugh. So after all that frivolity and a big day in town, we decided to go up to our local pub. And whilst we were there, my daughter got a message from her mate who said they had power on and it was just up the road. And then the buzz started going around the pub that the power's on, the power's on. And we were starting to get really excited, like so excited. And I messaged my neighbour, have you got power on? She didn't answer. Mum and Baz were in town, I believe. And so I went over to, we checked their place. They have power. Come home. I have power. Like, oh, my God. So it was so freaking exciting. It was almost as if I had won the lottery, not just $34. I had power on. And, you know, it was day eight. It was day eight with no power. And it was really special. This is day 10 now as I record this in the evening and there's still a lot of people with or I believe they've restored power to 95% of the people they said on the news but there's still a shitload of people who don't have power they don't have a roof they don't have anywhere to stay I was excited to get my power back on and on the way home I also rang up the emergency uh funding phone number and I registered to get my money and I found out yesterday that I got it that day uh, the one of them anyway $180 and the other one is 150 but someone will get back to you on that so we'll see if anyone ever rings or if they come around I don't know like what are they going to go around to everyone in Queensland I doubt it so we'll see, but I'm very grateful for my $180. And then today, also, I received an email from the Hard Hat Mentor, my sister. I'm sure she won't mind me saying, but she deposited some money from her and her partner, Jungle, and I thank you sincerely from the bottom of our heart. And that is for me and my family to go out and buy some fresh supplies and um that's what gets you through it's family it's community and yeah it's government (laughs) thanks government for your 180 it's certainly going to help it was nice to turn off the generator that quirky my mate kindly lent me and to plug the fridge back in and to have a hot shower my my daughter had to go to work and she had a shower and it was hot already and it only had power for an hour so she was pretty excited about that we didn't expect it to be that quick I put my carport lights on I got little fairy lights out my carport even though it was the daytime my fish were happy because the filter came back on and they got their light back on and they must have been wondering what the hell was going on I have some other nice uh you know those nice tree lights in my lounge like they sell up Bunnings, like Bunnings. And so I put those back on. And the TV. And the one of the best things about it was myself and my daughter, we love Wentworth, the TV show on Fox. Old Star, I like to call it, as it used to be. And it's moved from Soho to 
showcase and it was coming back on that night and we didn't think we'd get to see it and I didn't have the Ozstar set up, Fox set up to um, uh, set up the recording of it. We probably could have caught it on catch up but anyway once we realized we had the power back on we're going to be able to watch Wentworth and recorder and series link it <gasps> so that afternoon I watched a couple of the last two episodes so I could remember what happened because it was a series return and if for those who don't know Wentworth is an Australian show about uh, women in prison and it's a spin-off from the old show that I used to watch as I was growing up black and white called prisoner on tv and it was quite controversial in its day and yes yeah, fantastic acting and oh, don't even get me started I've, i wrote down a few things here that i'll, I'll just quickly share because i know it's been a long episode but this is tying it all up into a neat bow i keep going to put my uh mobile phone into airplane mode to save the battery because you never know when you're going to be able to charge it, but I can charge it whenever I want. Of course, I get to catch up on Facebook and Twitter and tell the family what's what's going on. I also made a few decisions about my power since I had none. I realised I probably don't need that big old fridge on down in the laundry and downstairs in the house which was a beer fridge, but I've been drinking less, so I don't really need to have a whole carton cold at, at once, you know. So uh, I might just get a smaller bar fridge in there. would be very handy. It would give me a shitload more room in there because it's only a small room and it's actually the entrance to my house. And then I'll put the big bar fridge up in my shed because coming into the cooler cooler months I'll spend a lot more time up there where my podcast studio is going to go hopefully this year this year yes 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 you'll see photos of that and um, it makes you think about the waste that we have of power when and even having a shower you know I can just have the hot on at the start and then turn it to cold but you know I'm only two days in that's not happening (laughs) I'm going to buy some more food, and I cooked inside that night, although I really felt like going and cooking outside and being outside because I've been out there so much, and I've been tidying up and changing things around, and it's quite lovely, and oh, do I want to be inside? It's like, just go inside, because you've got the power, so uh, of course, I turned on my laptop, charged her up. And she had lots of updates to do. My internet security was critically out of date. You know, no shit, Cheryl. Or no shit, Debbie, I should say. No shit, Debbie. Or no shit because of Debbie. So we got that sorted out. Uh, The MBN came back on. So I can Wi-Fi everything instead of using my Telstra data. And... The real miner asked me if I would like to go away with him this weekend up to Townsville for the National Basketball Championships. I'm not really into basketball, but I know that he is and his best mate from Victoria is coming up and he's a coach, I think, and his daughter's playing. And So anyway, long story short, we're going. So I'm going to paint my toenails and I'm going to get out all my good frocks that I bought for uh, going to Sydney I'm going to dress up and we're staying at the casino up there. 
even though they're doing renovations on the pool. <laughs> and, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Would be nice for a swim, but we'll probably be out catching up with his mate anyway. It'd just be nice to see the ocean, you know, and just get away for a while. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. And no one likes to lose their house and lose their roof and have crocodiles or sand and mud and things. As I speak, Rockhampton is flooding. The Fitzroy River is coming through and it just keeps on going, this Debbie. And Debbie, fucking Debbie, right, the cyclone. So she started out, out whoop whoop, came in, was going to Townsville, ended up coming down here, went inland, went round, shitload of rain on the way down, went down to Brisbane, flooded them. Logan got absolutely smashed, gone out to sea, and now it's now it's now she's flooding New Zealand. Are you serious? I saw it on the news tonight. I forgot about that. Like go and just get, go and get. We're over, Debbie. Sorry if your name's Debbie, but fuck you, Debbie. Eminem. Hashtag Eminem. So, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, perhaps from day one. If you did, you're probably my family, <laughs> who have been so supportive. And this is a special episode, and hopefully the episode that will be for the second anniversary will be much more delightful next April Fool's Day. No more cyclones, thanks, although it is cyclone season. Remember, all the show notes can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash beers one year. And it's the number one. There'll be lots of pictures and video and links and stuff to everything I've talked about, or most of it. As I say, this was a different episode it was something that a lot of miners and their families have went through so I thought it'd be great to share what you two may encounter one day or hear it in another way not just from the news I'd love to hear your feedback and I hope you're safe and you didn't have too much damage I hope you have lots of support and keep believing and the new word for us is hashtag hopeful so well there you go that's it i know it was a long episode but it was over what eight nine nine days really this is the ninth day it was a different episode than anything else i have recorded and it has been uh let's say uh, i'd like to say fun but also interesting shall we say the least to listen to my rantings and ravings over the last few days as I went through a cyclone cyclone Debbie hashtag TC Debbie in tropical north Queensland did however enjoy and in fact found solace that's a nice word isn't it I found solace in getting my microphone out and having a chat to you right in the heart of it Hopefully a few lessons learned for living a mining lifestyle through a cyclone and some of the things that you may or may not ever have to experience. Either way, I've done it and I hope that you enjoyed it. I'd love you to please share, head on over to iTunes, of course, subscribe so you will never listen, never 
of course I want you to always listen, never miss an episode and share with your mates. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay safe, be real, be special and have fun. For we only live once and you never know when that low in the north is going to become another cyclone. <laughs>